It's Reception Perception, the show now. James Cole and Matt Harmon. All right, so we mentioned the Giants there as a potential landing spot there for Keenan Allen. Uh, but the Giants have a very interesting offseason. We've talked about this ad nauseum as well. Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, they're both up for contract. Now, Daniel Jones, uh, he just switched midstream. He just switched his agent, man. Uh, he wants more guaranteed money. He wants more average salary as well. Giants are like, yeah, go for it. Uh, we'll just franchise tag you, pal. Uh, look. Bottom line is Daniel Jones did not have a great statistical season. I would say this Daniel Jones did make an improvement uh, with Brian Dable as a quarterback in 2022 versus 2021. Now, where does that leave him in the hierarchy of things? I I don't know. I'll I'll leave that up to the professionals, but I would be surprised uh, if this guy averaged, you know, 25 to 28 million per year which is apparently what he is looking for. So I don't know. Uh, oh, he's looking for way more than that. He wants like... Uh, he wants 30, 30 per? 35. Dude, he, and I mean, if they franchise tag him, the franchise tag for quarterbacks is like 32.4 right, million. Right, Um. So, but I think... But then there's also... There was the leak that he actually wants 45, which like... Maybe that comes from the team. Yeah. Like, so that there was so that when they sign him for thirty eight or thirty seven, they're like, ah, see, we got a deal. But yeah, he he definitely wants he definitely wants uh to, to get paid for sure. Right. Which is uh again, him switching agents in the middle of all that uh, is an interesting move. Um I don't know. I don't does that does that reek of desperation? I don't know, man. But the bottom line is it's not like this guy put up great stats uh at any point. And then again, his game tape is really uh up and down as well. So I, I don't know. I'm not sure what like what 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 can he really stand on, Matt, to say, okay, I need thirty-five million a year. Like where does he I guess how does he go about doing that? Well, the problem right now is just um that that the NFL has no middle class in terms of quarterbacks. Correct. Like, it, it, who are who are the middle class quarterbacks right now? Like, remember when guys like Andy Dalton and even like Colin Kaepernick got those like middle class yeah. quarterback deals? Like, who who is that right? I now? mean, I probably say like Geno Smith, Jared Goff uh, is like the is like the classic middle class quarterback in the NFL right now. I get that, but I'm talking about like from a contract standpoint. Right. Like, who? It's all or nothing. Uh, what are, what it's are all these? or nothing. It, it's it, dude. It really, it really is all or nothing right now. Um, you just look at like the average per year, guys. I mean, you talk about like uh, Jared Goff. Jared Goff, the, <laughs> that he's making like thirty million against the cap this year. And I mean, Gino is another guy who's entering yeah. um, the last year of his of his contract. So um, he'll be he'll be in free agency this year. He's a guy who get who could get franchise tagged um, right now this year. So. And I mean, we saw a guy like Derek Carr, who I think would potentially be a perfectly good candidate for the quarterback middle class. He just got cut, right? Uh, because they didn't want to pay him that. Like right now, Jared Goff, $33.5 million per year right. as a quarterback. And that's number and 10. Again, he, yeah. And you think that that's like the quarterback middle class. Yeah. And I, I would agree with you. I mean, Carson Wentz, he's not going to play on this, but he's going to get probably going to get cut right. or traded or whatever. 32. Uh, per year salary Ryan Tannehill's like 29 and a half and you know Tannehill's a guy who's sort of he's like in that middle class I think too um Dak Prescott signed a 40 million dollar deal Matt Stafford 40 million dollar deal Kirk Cousins 
the consummate middle class quarterback is like thirty five million dollars a year right now. So if there if Daniel Jones is standing on something, it would be that. Yeah, that's a good um, point. Now, do I think he's pr- do I think he's proven like what Kirk Cousins has proven even or, or Jared Goff? No, no, um, definitely not. But I think based on what he did last year and then and then, uh, you know, the, the current quarterback market, that's, I think, where he had where he the leg that he's going to stand on. Now, do you think the Giants? Do you think they they, they feel the same way? I, I, <laughs> I, I doubt it. I don't know. I will say this in 16 games last year, this man threw 15 touchdowns. Uh, that's interesting <laughs> to say the least when you've got 15 touchdowns over 16 games. Now I will say this obviously improved his turnover ratio as well. Just five interceptions last year, which would be um, a career low. Um, I won't add in all his rushing, uh, uh, you know, rushing numbers as well. He, obviously, he does some stuff uh, on the ground. He had seven rushing touchdowns as well. So great rusher. Yeah, really, uh, you know, a, a good runner, right? Um, obviously, gets into a little bit of trouble too with the fumbles there. But again, he, uh, you know, he he absolutely um, shored that up too, right? So just six fumbles uh, last year. And I don't even think those were all fumbles lost, but anyways, to your point though, we're talking about no middle ground here, no middle class for quarterbacks. Um, Jared Goff is number 10 at 33 and a half million. Ryan Tannehill, 29 and a half. I'm not going to include Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz because those guys are not going to, you know, play on these contracts. But after that, we're looking at like Marcus Mariota at like 9.5. And then everyone else is yeah. on a rookie deal. Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, um, Justin Herbert. So all these dudes are on, on, are on rookie deals. Otherwise, you're talking, you're, you're correct. You're, you're talking over $30 million a year. So um, if Daniel Jones is asking for that, I, I guess that would make a lot of sense. It's just maybe Daniel Jones creates the middle class because I tell you what, I, I can't imagine him getting 30 to 35 million, and, but I can't see him getting, you know, 25 million. I, I guess that would make some sense uh, in terms of upside. Maybe he wants to sign a short-term deal. I don't know. Uh, that would be something. Yeah. For me, if I'm the giants and I, I think this is where, they, I think this is probably what's going to end up happening is they're going to franchise tag him and yep. then just like say like, well, it just makes perfect sense. It does bring up complications for another player that we're going to talk about here um, with Saquon Barkley. Like, what do you do with with Barkley then? We'll get we'll get to that in a second. But for the Daniel Jones thing exclusively, like, why would you not want to just franchise tag him thirty two million dollars, mm-hmm. whatever it is, what it is, and see what see if he takes another jump in the second year uh, playing with Brian Dayball. Now, there's obviously risks to that because let's just imagine the Kirk Cousins situation. Dan- Right. Let's just imagine that, or Dak Prescott, right? Because like the Cowboys clearly for, you know, different reasons, didn't want to commit to Dak Prescott at the time. And then he goes out and he has big numbers. He gets hurt. And then they still have to give him the extension because it's like, (laughs) well, what are we going to (laughs) do? What if Daniel Jones goes and like, just in a hypothetical world balls the F out because we know he wasn't surrounded by receiving talent last year. Nothing. They let's say, let's say they get, you know, a a Jacoby Myers or a Juju, they get some, and they draft a guy and maybe they take a big swing on a Keenan Allen or, or a Deandre Hopkins, something like that. Maybe another wide receiver we're not thinking about becomes available on the, on the trade market. Uh, Of course, all that stuff gets more complicated when you start having a $32 million quarterback on your, on your uh, salary books and Daniel Jones. But just live in a hypothetical world where he goes out and balls the f out, and then it's like, all right, well now what do we do? Now, now we've we've kicked. We do we franchise tag him again? Are we now going to pay him 
whatever Joe Burrow makes this offseason plus maybe extra are we in that spot with Daniel Jones it, it it gets a little tricky if you don't extend the quarterback right away when you can but um I don't know I think that Jones I don't want to take too much away from him because I think he took dramatic improvements in his game and made big leaps uh this past year in a steady environment we expect that environment environment to continue day balls back yes uh, Mike Kafka didn't get a head coaching job right. he's back their receiver core should only get better. Their offensive line, some of the youth on it, like Evan Neal, should get better. But my God, I mean, are you really going to commit this to to Daniel Jones? I I don't know. I if I was the Giants, I would just franchise tag it and see what he does next year. Because then, if you don't, if you just let him walk at the end of next season, if he doesn't show another step of improvement, now you potentially have a really nice spot for um, a rookie quarterback or, you know, a distressed asset quarterback to yeah. come in here right. Uh, afterwards. All right. So again, th- we talk about some of the dominoes that could fall from this, right? So if Daniel Jones does get franchised and it is kind of sort of looking like they want to go that direction. Um, well, that kind of leaves Saquon Barkley twisting in the wind there. And I think Saquon himself um, in this, you know, at, when the giants were kind of coming to a close talked about, he'd be okay with a franchise. He'd be okay with a, a moderate deal. I don't think he's looking to break the bank here uh, to stay with New York. Um, but it's such a savvy move, I think, from the Giants' perspective. And I I feel bad because, like, running backs, I think, are overly devalued now. And I know that's, like, even saying mm-hmm. even saying that feels like a hot take, right? Unless, unless you're just all the way out on running backs and just literally just say running backs don't matter at all. Then, then you're not part of the cool kids, right? But that's okay. Um, I think it's a savvy move, though, by the Giants because, again, you look at the running back market, Matt, and, man, <laughs> there's a lot of great running backs that are unrestricted mm-hmm. free agents. And then on top of that, what I'm hearing about the draft class as well, uh, everything that I'm reading and seeing about the draft class, there's a lot of great running backs in this draft too. So, um, boy... Saquon Barkley would obviously be the blue chipper of that group. But you look at this group, man, Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, even Jamal Williams, who, uh, again, he he was a bane to fantasy managers. But in real life, this dude was a, a value add for the Detroit Lions. You know what I mean? Tony Pollard in that mix. I thought Deontay Foreman yeah. played really good football. Um, there's just a lot of names out there uh, that, uh, you know, could drive that the overall market price for running backs down because man, there are a lot of great run supply is, is much higher than demand right now. Yeah. And how many like wide open depth charts are there where it's like, all right, you drop a guy in there and, and move heaven and earth to get Saquon Barkley, move heaven and earth to get Josh Jacobs or something like that. It, that's going to be pretty tough. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you what, man, like after the dust settles from free agency, and the draft, because uh, like Bijan Robinson is is a consensus, you know, dude in the draft. Right. And there's some other guys that people like as well. It's gonna be like the when the damn uh, meteor hit the dinosaurs, man. Like things are <laughs> the entire ecosystem is yeah. gonna get upset here. You know, things are the running back landscape is gonna look wildly different from what we're thinking and imagining with depth yes. charts right now to what it's gonna look like in May, man. It's gonna be it is gonna be dramatically different. A lot of fallout from that. Um, yeah. And Barkley, it's tough because, okay, let's say the giants, they franchise tag Daniel Jones and, and, you know, Joe Shane, the general manager did kind of seem like at his year end presser, he was more like warm and fuzzies when talking about Daniel Jones. And, um, you know, we know that this is like a forward thinking, um, 
front office yeah. that probably does believe in like, look, we need to build out of the passing game. We know uh, Joe Shane is like a salary cap guy. He's probably, you know, puckering a little bit when he thinks about <laughs> giving Saquon Barkley, like, you know, the, the one of these game changing running back yeah. contracts, but damn dude, like Barkley is the heart and soul of the team. You know, know. he's the guy that like, was was so important to the offense like imagine that offense with like Matt Breida and, and sa- instead of Saquon Barkley like I know we think about running back you know like you said running backs don't matter the production's replaceable well certain guys are definitely um above that baseline and and are you know our game changers Barkley absolutely is one of those think about the game against Washington the second one like he was dominant in that game he was like a transcendent type of player and their offense was just so much better um because of that so it's tough to imagine them just letting him walk. But I mean, if he doesn't get the franchise tag, like if you're Barkley, why wouldn't you then um, test the market? And then I think, you know, things are mildly interesting. Like with the bears, we'll always talk about the bears when it comes to (laughs) money to burn because they got it, baby. But like you're a run based offense with Justin Fields. Like why not just break the bank for a guy like Barkley? You know, when you have 90 something million in cap space to, to make him, to make the offense better. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of different um, scenarios where he could land, but it's just to me, like I said, because the market is flooded with high quality players, um, I mean, cause think about it. Like you could get Saquon Barkley, but like, let's say you go, let's say you go down the list here a little bit. Right. And, and you're talking about, okay, well, I could also get Kareem hunt for like one fifth, the price, you know? Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it makes it tough. Right. So the overall, I think overall market ends up getting pretty depressed. So, and again, too, like there are some really good running backs in this draft class, man. So um, that's also going to make uh, life interesting too. I mean, actually it kind of dovetails into really like what Aaron Jones did in green Bay. I bet you anything, Aaron Jones looked at the market and said, dude, I got to take what I can get. You know what I mean? And I think green yep. Bay met him halfway and, uh, and that's why he en- is yep. going to end up coming back, uh, to green Bay in this weird, you know, two running back tandem 50, 50 split, uh, with AJ Dillon as well. So, um, lot of interesting movement could happen in the running back space. And of course, if you play fake football, it's the most interesting time. Uh, when you take a look at all the movement for some of these running backs, what, what are some of these depth charts going to look like, uh, in a month from now, two months from now, three months from now. Uh, and that's going to be a big topic of conversation. No doubt about it. 